Welcome back to Knocked Up the Podcast with Dr. Raylia Lou from Women's Health Melbourne. Welcome, Raylia. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Today we are continuing our series on male fertility, which has happened a bit by accident. There's so much to cover. Um, talking about the impact of steroids on sperm production and fertility. Yeah, so steroids are medications that can or well, they're hormones and, and the way that they affect fertility, uh, we're talking about anabolic steroids here, which are hormones that act like testosterone. Uh, there's lots of different different steroids. Uh, but how they affect fertility when men take steroids for bodybuilding is they can actually turn off sperm production completely. So they imitate testosterone at the level of the androgen receptor and they feedback to the brain and basically turn off the signals for normal sperm production and men who do use anabolic steroids for a reasonable period of time can actually be what we call azoospermic which means they have no sperm at all produced for a while. So that sounds like they won't be able to make children. Yeah and in terms of turning it on again, turning sperm production on again, it's definitely not a quick fix. So Basically, once a testis is up and running making sperm, it takes a minimum of 60 days to make sperm, but that's once the production line's moving along at normal capacity. So if you've completely turned off all of the signalling to the sperm-making factory, to the, to the testis, and then you turn it on again, it can take months and months for that rhythm to, to be normal and for natural sperm production to happen again. And some men who take anabolic steroids they kind of stuff up their sperm production forever and a normal pattern never recurs. And in those men, in order to help them, we have to artificially turn on sperm production, which can take several months and um, involves injectable hormones on a daily basis. So it's, it's a pretty big deal for fertility. So it can be turned back on in all cases, most cases? In many cases it can, uh, but it won't necessarily turn back on spontaneously in all cases after a period of time it usually does turn back on spontaneously if all steroid medications are completely stopped and out of the system but it can take six months okay so we've talked in some of our episodes about lifestyle how that 90 days pre-conception is is really important are we saying sort of from stopping the steroids it's 90 days or is it or is it longer no it can be much longer okay. so it can be you know six months even to a year sometimes. So it's almost that sperm production needs to start again and then your 60 days happens, 90 days happens. Yeah, so it, 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 it's not just that sperm production is like a light switch. Yeah. What happens is you have to create the right hormonal environment. It's a bit like boys don't make sperm before they go through puberty. And when they first start going through puberty, they still don't make sperm. So it can take a while until you have a rhythm of hormonal release from your hypothalamus to your pituitary gland, which then, you know, in a rhythmic way talk to the testis and then the testis machinery has to turn on again from being completely switched off Um, and then after a a hormonal pattern is established and sperm production starts to happen it can take up to six to 12 months for the right amount of sperm to be made um, for a baby to be naturally conceived so it it can be a really long time Uh, for, for many couples that's a really long time when you're trying to conceive especially if other factors like female partner age come into it. In, ter- in terms of the volume of p- 
patients who are impacted by steroid, anabolic steroids. In my mind, I associate the use of anabolic steroids with, with the Olympics. But we're talking about everyday people who are just exercising and working out and trying to grow muscle. Yeah, look, it's probably quite common. Uh, and if men in a gym environment, um, we'll all know people who have used anabolic steroids. It's uh, something that's, I guess, there's pressure to look a certain way for men as well as women. Mm-hmm. And anabolic steroids do increase your lean muscle mass and they increase your strength and endurance. So that's why athletes can sometimes use them and drug cheat kind of scenario. But everyday men use them for those same reasons, either injectably through um, kind of a needle and syringe or taking them as a, as a tablet. There's various different synthetic steroids that are made in that way. Now, it, it's probably worth mentioning that these, this is not a medically condoned use of anabolic steroids. So the kind of materials that men are, are buying, it's a, it's a completely unregulated environment. And there are, apart from fertility, lots of safety concerns with using anabolic steroids. Maybe we should sort of start from the beginning. How how do anabolic steroids work? Well, look, there, there's only one androgen receptor and all androgens, testosterone being the most famous, but all androgen hormones. So what's androgen? What's androgen? A- androgens are just, they're a kind of hormone that's high in men and present in women and they're important in lots of different functions of life. So they're important in maintaining muscle mass. They're important in maintaining mood. Uh, they are important in sexual function. So they've got lots of different roles around the body. But uh, when you use anabolic steroids, they're basically synthetic androgens, so synthetic versions of testosterone, for example. And there's lots of different different varietals that can be made, you know, synthetic drugs that work on the same receptor system as androgen hormones do. But the synthetic variety, I they act in, a, in quite a non-physiological way. So you're not meant to have those kind of levels. And what they do is they switch off sperm production, but they do help building muscle mass. And that's usually why they're used. And they make men feel good. I mean, they're happy hormones for men. They make them feel sexually charged. They make them feel emotionally kind of in a, in a good state. You can actually withdraw from anabolic steroids if you stop taking them. And you can feel really low and low libido and you kind of, because you've turned off your own natural production of steroids, you kind of feel a little bit, a little bit like women sometimes feel when they go through menopause. Yes, because the estrogen's gone. Yes. So it's the same impact as estrogen on women. Well, it's, it's, it's not really, it, it's not like men, men are not the same as women and, and testosterone effects aren't the same as estrogen effects. Um, but it's a similar kind of feeling of hormonal withdrawal. So if a man comes to you and they've been using them, what will they have been using them for? So competitive athletes sometimes use steroids, although it's generally regulated against in the industry. So it would and, be, and, this, and we're talking illegal. This is illegal drug use. Yeah, but we're not, we're not also talking about just necessarily competitive athletes who are at the elite level. I mean, lots of people may be competitive at the non-elite level and maybe using anabolic steroids. People who are concerned about body image and bodybuilders, um, bodybuilding professionals who are competitive. Um, people who, uh, I guess, want to improve their athletic performance, just young men, um, models. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and men at the gym can get quite competitive with each other and, and use these things. And, and with themselves. 
Yeah. Mm. So what what would be the start of treatment with a man who's come to you because they're not producing sperm? Well, how would it be diagnosed firstly? Often men are not 100% aware that they have completely turned off their sperm production with steroids and are quite shocked when they find out. Um, there are some physical effects of using steroids that are side effects like things like they can cause breast enlargement in men. It's called gynecomastia. Um, they can cause testicles to shrink. Um, and so men may, if they pay attention to their testicular volume, notice a reduction. But But a lot of men are unaware of the fact that sperm production is completely turned off by steroids and so sometimes it's found after infertility has been the presenting concern so the female partner's been trying to get pregnant and all the while the sperm production's been completely turned off and another thing men can sometimes be unaware of is the actual duration of time the extended duration of time that it can take for sperm production to start again so they may think that oh I stopped using steroids you know, a month or two ago and then start trying to conceive and then you see potentially a couple at the six-month mark and there may still be a very low sperm count or no sperm present on a sperm test at that point. So it's um, it's usually the, the case. It's, it's rarer to have a man present saying, I'm on anabolic steroids and I am aware that I have no sperm kind of thing. It's more that you've got to go looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously it's it's a concern as a clinician. Like if a couple present with infertility and there's no clear reason, and the man looks like he may be quite muscular and and you know or might have have other signs, telltale signs of of steroid use, um, things to look for. I mean, telltale signs can be um, apart from body, I guess um, habitus. We call it body habitus. What the body looks like, um, acne on on the back and the chest can sometimes be a side effect of steroid use, a bit of a telltale sign. Um, it can also affect mood and can affect um, thinking. And, and look, in this way, it can affect, I mean, it's hard for a doctor to tell just by those things, but you might note a kind of more aggressive kind of person. Um, and you'd be sus- you know, suspicious of steroid use potentially um, in context. Um, but it would just be easier if they said to you, I'm using them. Usually they do. Yeah. Like usually usually people will, will fess up because yeah. that's what they're there for. They're there for help. So yeah. you know, they're not usually being being secretive about it at that point. Yeah. So what do you do when you're trying to help a couple conceive and steroid use is being affecting sperm production? Well, look, it's it's important also just to do a bit of health promotion at this point, just stop and talk to the guy because – Yes, the immediate concern is getting pregnant, but you also want to just, you know, use the opportunity to maybe dissuade future steroid use once pregnancy is achieved. So just ensure that, you know, kind of I counsel men about the potential health effects, the long-term health effects of steroid use, which can include heart disease, um, it can include serious problems like stroke and, and heart attack in young men. Um, and also some of the different formulations, especially the oral formulations of anabolic steroid, a famous one is known to, as DECA, which is um, officially the name is uh, Nandrolone Decanoate. Um, but it can cause liver failure if you take it for a long time. Um, and that can you know, be a, a very serious long-term health concern. Uh, so look, just making sure that men are aware of, of good reasons not to use them again even if we manage to return sperm um, quickly. 
in terms of um, bringing sperm back as, as quickly as possible, which can still, by the way, take several months of, of therapy, um, what we do is kind of bypass the, the fact that the central stimulus to the testis from the brain is turned off and use injectable hormones to replace the ones that are missing um, to resume sperm production. And look, the only reason you do that, because it's quite quite an ordeal for the man, he has to inject on a daily or second daily basis um, a series of medications. Sometimes one medication will do it, but sometimes it'll take more than one. So usually start off with some HCG, which is actually a pregnancy hormone, but it works on the luteinizing hormone receptor and, and that alone can sometimes bring back sperm production eventually. Um, but some men will need a combination of, of HCG and what we call follicle-stimulating hormone or FSH. Even it's called follicle-stimulating hormone because it's important in stimulation of the ovarian follicles and that's why it was named. It's also an important hormone in, in men for sperm production. So that would be delivered also as an injection on a daily basis. But this needs to go on for several months usually. There were contraceptive trials looking at using testosterone as a male contraceptive and what they proved was that men who have a sperm count of less than 2 million sperm per mil um, are as infertile as women taking the oral contraceptive pill. It's as effective. So you do need a large number of sperm to achieve a pregnancy, not just one, because the number that actually get near the egg is limited. What number is normal sperm per mil? So the lower limit of normal, the fifth centile for the fertile population is 15 million per mil, but the average would be more like 100 to 200 million per mil. So that, that's what a normal person would be producing on average. And, and so in terms of, uh, you know, bringing sperm back, what we first see is a trickle rather than a gush. So when we do treat men who've been using steroids with what we call induction of spermatogenesis, which is using the injectable hormones to bring back sperm production. Um, you know, the first couple of semen analyses that you do when you see sperm returning will probably have quite a low count. There's enough there for IVF, and I guess it depends on the urgency of the situation for fertility, looking at the couple who are trying holistically. Like if the woman is, you know, 42 then you might say as soon as you get some sperm back, go through IVF treatment because there are multiple factors there that might make things difficult and six months time passing to try and get natural sperm concentrations in that context might be also the wrong thing to do for that couple. But if the female partner is relatively young and if there's no other um, barrier to pregnancy except the fact that sperm is turned off, um, then what I do is concentrate on the male and try and bring sperm back so that natural conception can occur. And that can, it, I explain it can take several months. It often takes, you know, the average I would say would be about three months of, of treatment to bring sperm back. So after the three months, what, what would be next steps? Natural conception. So, you know, what we do is we, we wait and see if, um, if we can withdraw the artificial support and if the sperm counts maintained. And if it's not, we continue the artificial support until um, such a time as conception occurs or that the couple want to move on to a, a higher yield treatment, like, for example, intrauterine insemination or um, IVF. We can also store sperm for the future in case when we stop using the injectable medications with the male, the sperm production turns off again and doesn't come back naturally. Uh, we can use the frozen sperm 
you know, years down the track to help have further children. So um, certainly that's something I talk to men about and something that I advocate to freeze sperm just um, as a backup. But many of my patients who I've been in this situation have conceived naturally once sperm production is turned on again. So it can be turned on again for most men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Renan. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Knocked Up, the podcast about getting pregnant. For more information about Raylia, Women's Health Melbourne and how to get pregnant, please visit womenshealthmelbourne.com.au or find us on the socials under Women's Health Melbourne or you can send an email with any future episode requests to podcasts at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au. See you next week.